Join Ian Garnick as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape the future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Uh, all right, today we're going to talk about how one marketing agency group helped to market a CBD company into the direct to consumer space, growing the company 200% in one year. Uh, the most, their most successful video campaign for CBD that was more successful by 230%. The platform that they used, how they overcame the challenges of marketing CBD and the key to the SEO strategy in the CBD space. I've got Ryan Christensen from Intuitive. Ryan, thanks for being on. Appreciate you having me in. And don't forget, this is brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. One of the best ways to market your business is through your client stories. We'll go to VideoCaseStory.com, learn how we can help you collect, craft, and deliver those customer stories. All right, let's get started. So let's talk a little bit about that. How did you all get into the CBD field and how did you approach this to make it successful? So funny, funny way we got into it. Go figure of all people, our, our general counsel we were working with at the time was heavily involved in it. And he actually made the connection point to us and really where they were at in terms of, uh, in terms of growing their business is they had built a really successful you know, CBD distributorship company. So they were supplying the CBD to, you know, a lot of the other companies who were taking it to market, selling it where you see it today in grocery stores and dispensaries and, you know, pharmacies and had a, had a desire really to take another piece of that market and, and create a brand and create a wholesale as well as a direct to consumer opportunity for themselves. And obviously being a manufacturer is, is, you know, you're running one type of business there, jumping in on the direct to consumer side, you know, creates a, a whole different opportunity as well as a set of challenges. So really the first thing we did was, you know, took a, a long, hard look at their infrastructure, um, having a back end and having a data management platform that was specifically built around manufacturing you know, really wasn't going to be the answer. And there wasn't a lot necessarily replicatable in that model to go direct to consumer. So, you know, really it started with kind of the foundational approach of navigating and building out a effective e-commerce strategy that included, you know, also some pretty sophisticated tech to help them manage all of their data coming in, both marketing data, sales data, um, general business intelligence and, and connect all those systems together so you can get an efficiency of scale and, and continue to run and operate, you know, as, as lean and mean as possible, if you will. Gotcha. And so when you said you built out an e-commerce platform, uh, were they already getting traffic? Did you have to start driving traffic? Tell me about how that worked. So they, they were known from an industry perspective, like I said, they did a pretty good job in the manufacturing space. They were one of the first publicly traded CBD companies in the country. So albeit they didn't have a ton of traffic to be able to leverage, they did have a brand that was named and known. So we were able to capitalize on that through the launch. And I think that really did help us out of the gate. So being able to capitalize on that known brand 
it really became more of a exercise of re-educating that this brand isn't just a manufacturer anymore. They actually have a product and that product's going direct to consumer as well. So. Gotcha. And, and so tell me about how you grew this, like what metrics were you looking at it? How, where did you decide how to market, how to build it up, how to use all this data to start growing? it? So this is where my past life comes into play. You know, I'm, I was born and raised in Denver. So obviously Denver, you know, from a, a CBD or, you know, THC was one of the first states in the country to embrace and adopt that from a legalization standpoint. And through working in Denver with, with some of those brands is I'll call it the pot boom was taking place. You know, I really had a front row seat of being able to navigate and see, okay, what are the likes of Google and Facebook thinking about this? How are they treating these brands? Are, are, is there a way to play ball with them? You know, in, in a lot of those cases, the answer was always no. So we took a, a long, hard look at, you know, an in-depth SEO strategy, uh, how we could level leverage organic marketing because, you know, Google wasn't going to necessarily let us play ball from a paid search standpoint. And then we also, you know, put a, a heavy emphasis in both video and programmatic display in terms of being able to push out and leverage that. And, uh, you know, it, video always interests me. What types of videos were you creating for this product and where uh, and how were you distributing them? So there were really two, call it facets of the approach there. First video was more brand and overall. Second was based on the data we were collecting uh, in terms of the conversions we were seeing on specific products. We started building, you know, uh, customer data profiles behind some of their top sellers started identifying market variables specifically as well, which what was pretty fascinating was, you know, looking at a nationwide campaign, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to tell where a questionable product such as CBD, which, you know, at the time going a couple of years back was even more questionable than it is today. You know, there were certain pockets. So we, we leveraged a lot of the campaign performance data to drive a lot of that creative strategy. And in some of our larger performing markets, even took more of a, you know, direct market, direct feel where we were using imagery from that particular market to kind of create that connection with that end consumer, letting them know, hey, while the brand may be produced in California, we're, we're right here and in your own backyard. Interesting. And um, what was your most successful video campaign? It had to be probably one of our first early steps into the connected television or, or OTT space with the brand. Um, we were able to find a couple um, folks on the supply side who had, we'll call it content that aligned really well with our brand uh, and had the opportunity to put some paid messaging uh, inside of that content that I think had a significant input. And actually, just looking at the numbers here, you know, that was our top performing video asset by 230%. Now, wow. the challenging issue there was, it, it goes back to the questionableness of the brand and some of these supply side solutions, you know, even willing to take it. So we, we did uh, some of our own lobbying, if you will. And part of that was 
really taking the right approach from a creative standpoint, you know, taking more of a lifestyle brand versus more of a, you know, call it THC or, or CBD brand and focusing on on that aspect of it. So a lot of the brand positioning through our creative development, I think helped put us in a position to be able to convince some supply side solutions um, really at the end of the day to, to take our dollars. Cause you know, at times it was challenging to make sure, you know, we, we were finding unique ways to spend this money. So. That's interesting. That's not a, that's very few marketers have that problem of who's going to take your money. It's usually the opposite. They take too much of your money. And uh, <laughs> got the truth, and, pl- and spend it in the wrong places. So, tell me about the end results. Uh, how? What yeah. was? What were the first big wins for the CBD company, and and how did you transform it? So, I, I think you know, working with them early on, you know, the first big win I would say was our ability to showcase and create automation and efficiencies through the infrastructure you know, because their ability to scale was made very easy because they had all the data and the data in the right sets to be able to make effective decisions and make them quickly. So I think that was the biggest. In terms of looking at the campaign performance, you know, being that we were starting out from year one to year two, we increased business 185% of total revenue. Understanding year one was a lot of just putting you know, foundational aspects in place. So, so nearly a 200% increase year one to year two without a change in budget. Um, it really came down to uh, just tenacity, like I was talking about with the supply sides. A big piece of that as well was a lot of our SEO strategies that we put in place in year one. That, that stuff sometimes takes a little bit of time to build. You know, SEO mm-hmm. is not an overnight type fix. I mean, it can be, but Usually when, uh, when you have an overnight fix to SEO, as soon as Google find out how you, uh, how you did that, you're not sitting <laughs> in a pretty position, you know? No, no. I tell people all the time. I'm like, you're battling against 30,000 of the smartest people in the world. They're going to find out if you, do any tr- if you do anything that's not in line with Google, but you can do a lot of great stuff. Um, oh, for sure. And so tell me a little bit about that because, you know, you, you have to, there's so many people going after CBD from SEO standpoint because of all those problems you talked about. Yep. How, how were you developing content that was unique, that obviously hit all the metrics that got you ranking and, and drove traffic? I think one of the more unique approaches that we had to our content curation process that it had was playing on more of call it the political conversation that was starting to take place with CBD, with the legalization side. I mean, there were a lot of brands, there were a lot of even universities and law firms who were very interested in where this vertical and category of business was going. And by being able to leverage some of those relationships and creatively think about how we include content from them, it's, it's, it's a lot like what you're seeing today in the social space with influencers, but taking more of a SEO or organic approach to thinking about how we can create content, how we can co-create content, be it with someone in the legal space, be it with someone at a university. You know, one of the biggest challenges that we always found was, you know, with, with CBD and anything governed from an FDA perspective, you know, kind of walking that fine line of being able to make claims. You know, we've all heard about CBD and its ability to help with X, Y, or Z. 
or even to help a pet with X, Y, or Z. But being able to come out and just say that, you know, wasn't always uh, something that we, we were able to do. So we had to get extremely creative. But I think going back directly to your content curation question, you know, it was collaborating on content pieces, bringing well-known uh, companies and individuals into that conversation and utilizing them to help us promote that content as well. And how long did it take before your SEO strategy start to kick in? I'd say, you know, I mean, being a part of the web development solution, you know, there's a big piece of on-site the SEO that has to be done and done correctly mm -hmm. that all too often, I think a lot of folks, you know, miss when, when we, when we talk about SEO, it's really a two-pronged approach. You know, you have your on-site strategy and your off-site strategy, making sure those two are constantly aligning, I think is the first step in that process. But you know, from a directory submission link building standpoint, you know, we, we started that work and did a significant amount of that work in the first three to six months. And then it was probably about month six is where we started notice that organic traffic truly starting to get to a point that it was throwing off conversions. And we were, we were able to directly attribute that organic growth back to revenue. Awesome. Awesome. And I mean, that's still not that bad. And you're, you're seeing that, that attribution in SEO. That's fantastic. Cause it's For a sure. long, it's a long-term game. And I think that's where a lot of people, they want that SEO result. And they forget that it's, you've got also the long-term benefits. It's not like PPC that you shut it off and it's gone. You know, the, the way we typically approach SEO is, you know, thinking about, thinking about Google's place in the conversion cycle. Let's face it. They've done a really darn good job at sitting at the bottom of the sales funnel. You know, you, you may see a product on TV, you may see a product on your phone. Um, more often than not, you're going to end up on Google, Googling that product. So we look at it as a, a conversion point driver. You know, if the more conversion points you can have on the first page of Google, the better off you are. So whether that's paid, whether that's organic, whether that's your listings from a, a map perspective, you know, having as many conversion points on that first page is really the goal. Now, the beauty of SEO is, once you start to exhibit that authority for your top performing keywords, it's a lot more cost effective and you can start to, to reduce maybe some of that initial paid search and redeploy those dollars in other areas to, to help fill more of the top of the funnel because you're controlling so much of the bottom with your organic strategy. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's great advice, great advice. Yeah. And I mean, and it, they compound too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. When you're, when you're showing up. Oh, well, this is awesome. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, you're Inc, Inc. 5,000 three years in a row. How, how does someone who works with you, how do they go about working with you to get these kind of results? Yeah, so uh, we uh, we're, we can be found at intuitive.com uh, in the process right now ourselves of actually redoing the website. And as a business owner, I can tell you that's always fun. You know, we spend so much time thinking about how to position our customers that, you know, I'm, I kick myself from time to time and say, well, we need to do a better job thinking about ourselves and how we're positioning ourselves. So you can find us at intuitive.com and really working on building out even a, even a team and a, and a bigger culture here. A big reason why we started intuitive was, you know, really to focus on the people at the end of the day, you know, we, we have some really cool technology that, you know, we love to share with folks, but where, where we're really separating ourselves is with uh, the talent we've been able to bring into the organization and really the commitment to our customers and results that that we're throwing out. Awesome, awesome. 
We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And uh, Ryan, where's the best place to follow you? You can follow me on LinkedIn in terms of uh, my professional space. That's uh, that's where I'm consuming most of my content, trying to keep my head above water in uh, <laughs> an industry and a business that's ever changing. So yes, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian, I appreciate it. And thank you for taking Ryan and I on our journey. This has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video, you know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer? An agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. Facebook.